time i think i've stopped the doggone intro but apparently i didn't <laughs> so, how y'all doing it's sorry for my voice i have a little frog in my throat i was uh talking loudly obviously last night but welcome to how betty davis saved my life life lessons from classic hollywood i'm moya and i'm georgia and we are so happy to be with you today yes we are uh, all scheduled. Normally, we do go. Um, we do our lives on Saturdays. Our audios. Um, everything is on Saturday. All our all our all of our audios um, are usually um, uploaded on Saturdays. But we're just doing something a little different today because Georgia will be going on vacay, baby, and so she wanted to get this one this move this movie under her belt. And so we're here on Sunday. So she's she's a very, very popular lady and she she could only pencil me in today, guys, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes think my fan club could fit in a phone booth. Remember what those were people? Right. What's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Moya, are you ready to kick off your Sunday shoes? N- no. No. <laughs> it's Sunday. It's definitely Sunday. And that's so ironic, huh? Because he does, can, the great Kenny Loggins do, does say that. And no, Sunday is super chill day. So, but I'm, you know, the show must go on, guys. So, yes, Georgia, Footloose Girl. So, why did you want to do Footloose? So, guys, I've never seen it. Never, ever seen it. So, this movie is what, 39? Years old. Yeah. Never yeah. Moya, you are a footloose virgin. I cannot believe that. I am. I am a footloose virgin. And look, I can't even get that word out. That's a joke, but we're not going to touch it. Um, But yes, I, and so Georgia's like, no, we have to do footloose. So Georgia, we're going to get into it, homegirl. Let's do footloose. So um, while Georgia's talking, I do have some clips. And uh, go ahead, George, you can start whenever you want, my dear. Okay, yeah, this movie was a cultural phenomenon. And it came in the seventh highest grossing movie of uh, the year that it was made back in 1984. And believe it or not, the box office, we recently did another dance movie, Dirty Dancing. And that movie actually grossed $65 million Footloose grossed $80 million. <laughs> And this is the movie oh. that launched Kevin Bacon's star. Yeah, let's pause um, right there. How, because he had done a few movies before that, right? Like, um, I, uh, what was the... What, what, we're going to get into that. Animal yeah. House, okay. and he also did Diner before this one. Oh, I was thinking he did that other movie. Maybe I'm getting him confused with somebody else. Okay, go ahead. Um... Yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and get into the plot and then also a little bit into the actual um, casting and, and, and so forth. Um, first of all, I just want to say this. Everybody, turn off your brain. 
Okay. <laughs> this is not going to be, if you came today wanting to listen to Ingmar Bergman or Fellini, it ain't going to happen. Okay. We'll do Citizen Kane another time. Right. But today, this is about pure fun. Yeah. So, okay. Yes, yes. Now, this has some great music uh, by mm -hmm. Kenny Loggins, who also, of course, you know him. He did the music for Top Gun. Um, so it's got some, uh, of course, the title song, Foot Loose. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got Let's Hear It for the Boy. Uh, we've got Holding Out for a Hero, Waiting for a Girl Like You, Dancing in the Streets, Almost Paradise, I'm Free. So this is loaded with some great music. Right. Uh, right. So it'll take you, it'll transport you right back to the late, to the eighties. Uh, yeah. You're going to see all the fat, all the, the, this is not a great fashion movie. No, I mean, no. You, you're going to see the hairdos that are like plastered with like about a gallon of Aquanet. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so right. yeah, it's not not really a good fashion movie, but anyway, so there's a little bit behind the casting of this movie because originally, well, starting with the director, Ron Howard was asked to direct, but instead he decided to do the movie Splash. Oh, um, yeah, and uh, Tom Cruise uh, was expected to star in the lead role, but what? he he went because of his famous dance. In his tidy whities he impressed ah. the casting directors, but he went on to make all the right moves instead. Yeah. So they were going to do Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe had the dancing ability. He'd auditioned three times, but he was injured, so it prevented him from taking the part. So, what? yes, Kevin Bacon was offered the main role for the Stephen King movie Christine, which oh, they no. thought he was going to do, but he decided to take a huge risk audition for Footloose, and the rest is history. Mm. Also, the role of um, the preacher's kid, Ariel, Madonna tried out for the role, but she was not, obviously, she didn't make the cut. They also considered Valerie Bertinelli and Jennifer Jason Lee. But do, they, they didn't, do you think they, that was a good idea, not casting Madonna? I'm going to say... Yes. Okay. Although I think she could have done it. Yeah, okay. I think she could have done it. But in a way, yeah, I, I kind of think it was. Okay. Um, so I, I think that um, letting Kevin Bacon be cast, let him shine. I think Madonna may have been a little overpowering, maybe. I'm not sure. Maybe, yeah. So, okay. Um, the movie was filmed in Utah, so you're mm -hmm. seeing beautiful snow-capped mountains in the background. Um, the story is loosely based on the town of Elmore City, Oklahoma, true story. There had been a ban on dancing since its founding in 1898 because they wanted to decrease the amount of heavy drinking. And uh, all the way up until 1980, the town had never had a high school prom. And the town made national news when the school board voted to overturn the ban just barely. And the school board president said, let them dance. <laughs> That's girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad somebody got a hustle out of it. They made, you know, somebody made some coins off of it. Cause I kept, I didn't know that till like just recently, like it was actually based off of something um, that really happened. And I was, 
I kept saying, where in the 80s could you not freaking dance after like American Bandstand and Soul Train and the Tammy Show and you know, all this great music. What? It's, it just seemed really preposterous to me. I know, but you know, <clears throat> back in the 1950s, they thought Elvis was subversive with his dancing. Remember, they would only yeah. film him on the Ed Sullivan show from the waist up. And so they thought, <laughs> it's going to corrupt the morals of America. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's funny. So, That's funny. But anyway, to get into the actual plot of the movie. Okay. Now, the biggest weak point is the story, but who cares when it's this fun? Okay, so we have a high school student from Chicago. He moves to a small town where, unbelievably, dancing and rock and roll music are prohibited. What madness is this, as Moya says? Okay, so no one trusts the new kid in spite of his charmingly boyish smile, and he is met with opposition wherever he goes. This is a David and Goliath story. And uh, this town has bigger problems than kids doing the moonwalk, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the story has a very dazzling, uproariously fun ending that you cannot miss. I Absolutely. Um, and I'll try to show some um, clips. We'll put the um, sound down to uh so georgia why do you love this movie so much because you're like oh you know um what you know what does it do or did for you well first of all i like any movie with dancing in it i just love dance movies the second reason is i think that dancing is a joyous liberating experience and i think dancing is another way of expressing the fullness of life and i think mm -hmm. we were meant to dance and um, I think that um, it's just meant to be fun. And I think there are parts of the movie to me that just really crack me up. I mean, the, <laughs> playing chicken on tractors. Oh, come on. Oh, my God. That's, you know, and then the kids are all riding around, you know, without on their motorcycles with no helmets on and, and then yeah. girls are going brawling. <laughs> just, right. right. I, one of the sweetest things about this movie is um, when you see the character Ren teaching mm -hmm. Willard how to dance in, in actual lot, true life, Chris Penn, who plays Willard did not know how to dance. And so he learned how to dance during the making of this movie, which I thought was just kind of a nice thing for this guy to do. But there's another reason why I like this movie. And that's because when there's conflict, they have debate and discussion about it, which right. I think to me is a real selling point mm -hmm. for this movie. Yeah. Um, and I, I really like the fact that they're here and they're talking it out. Right, right, right. And, and, um, me i thought that just instead of just like doing all kinds of really mean or violent things or breaking the law or getting resorting to violence these guys are in here and they're trying to be you know rational and work with the people involved in this band they're really trying to do that right. and i really admire that and i think it's because they come from a conflict resolution background that's one of the things that i I think is one of the strengths of this movie. So mm -hmm. in a nutshell, that's some of the reasons why I really like Footloose. I, and I, I can I can definitely see that. So on the screen, um, 
we have the 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 scene that Georgia was referring to uh, with um, Kevin Bacon teaching Chris Penn how to dance, and like she said, they didn't know how to dance. He didn't know how to dance in real life, and um, and and some other future stars are in this Sarah Jessica Parker from. Sex in the City fame and John Lithgow. Well, he wasn't in Sex in the City, but John Lithgow, one of the best actors, um, character actors, and he was really. This was like the prime time for John Lithgow because he, I think, he had just got a, a, a not too long ago did a World According to Garp, and I think he was nominated for an Oscar for that. And um, you know, just this was a, the eighties and the nineties was a great time for him, and then we know him from television. Um, Diane Weist. Um, I don't know if she had won her Oscar yet, but I think she had won Oscar for for a movie too. So they had some really top notch. And then the mom from Gremlins. Um, I, I would have to look at. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. So they they these people were really hot at this time. This was, and don't you think this was perfectly cast? This movie. I do. I'm really pretty good about it. Now you know, for, when I, the first time I saw the movie, I wasn't really hot big on Lori Singer because she'd been in fame and I thought, okay. nah, you know, but now that I've seen the movie a second time, all these years later, mm-hmm. I, I like her better in it. Okay. Okay. I, I didn't really know that much about her when I clicked on it. Uh, you know, the movie when I, the, when I saw her and I was like, um, I guess I only really know her or haven't seen her from this. Now I wonder those, anybody who knows footloose, and um, the Chris Penn move. Oh, did this? Even, what is he doing? <laughs> he looks. <laughs> he looks like he's gorilla walking. How the gorillas walk on their knuckles and high? What the hell was that? <laughs> he looked like like he was doing aerobics. For those of you who can, our audio podcast. You know, uh, it'll be uploaded next. Is it next Saturday or oh, the Saturday next? I can't remember. But anyway, so we were looking at. Um, some clips those were some interesting moves he was doing georgia to say the least um but yes i didn't really know that much about her but she was really pretty she kind of like remind me of daryl hannah a little bit yeah she does look uh quite a bit like her yeah very much um so yeah georgia so tell me what else we need to know about footloose oh gosh there's some interesting trivia about this um you know Yes, Kevin Bacon did the dancing. However, there were other four other people involved. Okay. Uh, there were some actual um, very well-known gymnasts who did. You know, there's a <laughs> a sequence where I caught the angry warehouse dance. Okay, I'm gonna pull it up because that's what it, that's what it's called. And um, I don't how you say. Hold on, keep talking, keep talking. I'll find yeah, I'll keep it. talking. Yeah. And so what happened is uh, they had. Um, one of the Gaylord brothers who's very famous in U S gymnastics. And he was doing the gymnastics part of it. And Kevin Bacon, gosh, he had trained so hard and danced so well. He didn't like the idea of them having to use doubles, but obviously, you know, they had to because he didn't have the gymnastics part of it, you know, for that sequence. Mm-hmm. And they did have one other stunt double for him. Okay. So there was a total of like four people dancing oh, wow. there that you're seeing okay. is not all Kevin Bacon as much as it's like, you know, you're training to go into the big football game, like send me in coach. And then you find out that somebody's got to, uh, you know, set for you in a, a few areas. So 
he he took it, but he really wanted to do the whole thing himself, but had to, you know, go along with what the uh, director needed to do to get the job done. Okay. Um, so um, this is often parodied and imitated, um, <laughs> the Angry Warehouse dance. Yeah. A lot of other things, the actual, the prom dance, and there's another dance there. I mean, he, but gosh, Kevin Bacon, I mean, these moves, I mean, it launched so many girls during that time to have a crush on him. And when they asked him about his style, he goes, well, whatever hairstyle Sting was wearing at the time, that's what I did. Because his hair, <laughs> I, that, girl, that was uh, cut with a butter knife and a doll one. I was like, what is going on with his hair? It's like Teen Wolf. I'm, I'm like, this isn't Teen Wolf. <laughs> it was, ow. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Looks kind of like a, I don't know, like a like a bird's nest sometimes. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, kind of. It was. I, I I couldn't I couldn't concentrate. Like when he would be on a screen, I I like because I'm I'd have a like a I have OCD when it comes to hair, and I just girl I was like what in the world. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> well, anyway, um, but you know, this movie was just one of those uplifting feel good you know it just reminded people how good dancing makes you feel mm -hmm. and you know there i do have to caution you though there are a couple of there's some profanity in the movie and there are some suicidally very reckless stunts mm -hmm. that should mm -hmm. never be tried at home uh, and then, of course, there's a, a locker. I mean, there's a men's locker room scene where there's some men's bare bottoms. So, you know, you just, you know, if you want to watch it with grandma, today's National Grandparents Day. <laughs> I would say you got to prepare grandma there, okay? <laughs> Gr Grandma's like, baby, where you been at? I'm waiting on that bathroom scene, that locker scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're like my grandma, that's exactly what she was doing. She was waiting for that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, that, and look, Georgia's warnings of this film, like you look nowadays, Georgia, we hope there's a daggone chicken scene or the quote unquote dangerous scenes, you know, you, you, that's like nothing nowadays, you know, compared to what, what's being put in front of us nowadays. So, but yeah, so that was the, those of you who are watching, we've got the angry and um, so, George, you know what? I kept getting Flashdance vibes from, um, so when was Flashdance? Do you know? I, and I should have looked it up. I totally, it had to be around the same time. It was. Okay. It was. Yeah, oh. there were the three big dance movies, Flashdance, Dirty Dancing, and, of course, this one, Footloose. They're all done pretty close to the same time around. You're right, Moya. Okay, because I, so, so was, and Fame, like you said, Fame. So was that, like, that was like a hot um, idea, like uh, teenagers dancing or something like that. Like that was that like a hot idea in Hollywood at the time? I guess is that safe to say? Yeah, it was. Okay. I, yeah, you, yeah. It, that was a cultural thing going on. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, I mean, they really wanted to use like the top people and they felt that dancing was just another way of like big box office with some of these big stars. And if they had some dancing ability, they were going to go with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, <clears throat> and Laura, the movie is 39 years old. 
Um, but the premise of them outlawing the dancing in the movie was because, and I and I don't appreciate this because a lot of times Hollywood paints Christians as uh, either lunatics or so hard nosed that we do not have fun and funny, you know, just so ultra like ultra conservative, like to 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 like we're just hard asses for lack of better term I won't curse but you know what I mean and so they they really do us a disservice so you know it was birthed out of uh in a movie a tragedy Laurie's brother died and you know that's always hard for a family so her her dad John Lithgow's character took a hard line on fun really on on fun but um I found this movie. I said, this ain't nothing but Rebel Without a Cause dancing. Now, I, I, did you get a Rebel Without a Cause? I don't know if you saw, had seen that. Had seen it. Yes. Moya, okay. I did think of that when I was watching this movie. I thoroughly did. Okay. Very just... similar to Rebel Without a Cause. But okay. one of the things that I like about the characterizations in this movie is the Ren character himself, because I thought he was, um, you know, very down to earth he was cool without being macho and he showed a gentleness and a maturity mm-hmm. which i a lot of people really responded to in this movie and he was very rational in the way he handled things but he wanted to show everybody you know there's we can have a good time and he he w- tried to work within the system right uh i also liked the willard character because i thought he had good insight and he could really read people Mm-hmm. And, you know, I th- like the way that the dad wasn't just this one note, you know, fuddy-duddy. I mean, you see his character grow and develop yeah. during the movie. Right. I like that. And, mm-hmm. and I, so he, he came down from being, you know, so hard-nosed about everything. And mm-hmm. I thought the mom showed a lot of strength. Yes. Uh, and and I, I the very quiet, very gentle strength. I like that. So there's some things I thought about the way they developed the characters. They were real well done. And, of course, you know, this... That Lori Singer, who plays Ariel, she wants her father to notice her, but while she's simultaneously kind of repelled by her dad, it's mm-hmm. this kind of very strange kind of a way she gets along with her dad, the dynamic between the two. But eventually the two of them, you know, come together better. Right. Um, and, and a lot of people will think that the plot line is silly and it's formulaic. And yes, right. it is formulaic. But, you know, I, I took some things out of this movie because I thought there was a lot of great messages in it because mm-hmm. sometimes Moya, just like you touched on, you can have some very well-intentioned, what I call despotism Yeah, and removing choices for the sake of what you think is protecting people, mm-hmm. which is what we have. We've, we've seen that going on mm-hmm. here yes. lately. Yes. And I mean, if you have censorship and you suppress freedoms, because the dad, when he saw the book burning going on, he goes, Oh, yeah. that was a big wake up call. We've gone too far. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, I, I, that was one of the themes I thought, man, this is relevant to today. Even though people think yes. this movie seems so dated, I thought, no, man, there's something in this. It's not dated at all about this movie. No. And, you know, but this is this is like a normal to me, a natural thing. You see teenagers are struggling for their freedom and the, the difficulty that parents have letting go of their kids. Right. And and the more you oppress the kids the more they want to rebel. Right. And so uh, this is a, a town that has unprocessed grief. 
Yeah. You know, they, they lost those young people. And then uh, immediately their reaction was to just shut everything down mm-hmm. because they were thinking, oh, well, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone knows rock and roll music and dancing lead to wild out of control teenagers. But, you know, this is about, I think if they had been allowed to express their grief through um, being able to just have some self-expression and personal freedom, it would have brought on, I think, the emotional and spiritual healing that they all really needed and could have used. Yeah, and I'm so glad you said that, Georgia, about trauma, unresolved trauma. We've done several movies, um, The Palm Broker, about how unresolved trauma mutates into, I mean, just so, so many different types of manifestations of unhealthy behavior. It, it never goes well unless it is resolved, discussed and resolved in a healthy and open manner, no matter how egregious the traumatic experience is. It helps for it to be processed in a healthy environment. And so you're so right. I'm glad you say that because it, on the face of it, it looks like it's just a silly movie, but it did have a lot of very relevant themes from not only then and really now because we, we talk more now about trauma. We talk more. There was a a, 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 a scene of um, Lori Singer's character, Ariel, and her boyfriend had a, a they had a fight fight, <laughs> you know, and whether you agree about who started, who's right and all that. But um, but that's relevant today about uh, I, I'm going to say domestic violence, but I mean, they weren't married. They weren't out in the house or anything, but this is called domestic violence. And uh. Who's at fault? When to walk away? Uh, destruction of property. So really, a lot of deep, deep, deep issues in here that I was shocked because, like I said, I never saw it. All yeah. I thought they just danced and had a great soundtrack, which was nominated for an Oscar. The soundtrack. Um. So let's because we're kind of running out of time, Georgia. Let's kind of briefly touch on that, or or get all your points out. But let's not forget to talk about the soundtrack. Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, the soundtrack was just, I mean, had so many great hits in it. Um, But I have to tell a little story before we go about Moya, a little Footloose episode with Moya. One of our coworkers spotted Moya in a (laughs) aisle of a grocery store. And Moya was busting a move. Let me tell you, Moya was just, she was just getting with the music. She was just dancing. Yes. (laughs) All true. All true. I, I had to stop myself from twerking, but it, it was, and I can't remember what, cause you know, sometimes in, in the stores, uh, especially over here, I guess, girl, they'll put on like, they'll put, they'll put on like obscure funk music, like in the Walmart near me, they'll, they'll put on near me, they'll put on like Shaka Khan, like, and, and not like her, um, no, no, they'll put like Rufus and Shaka Khan on and, and I'm done. I'm like, I don't care who's watching. Or like they'll put B- the BGs on, and I can't remember who it was, but you're right, George. I sure did have a footloose moment. Yes, ma'am. Guilty as, <laughs> yeah. and I'm gonna have several more, God willing. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, to address the the music that Moya was referring to, um, the two nominations were for footloose with that was done by Kenny Loggins and also Denise Williams did let's hear it for the boy. Mm-hmm. Those were the two big ones, but let's not forget there was like Bonnie Tyler. Yeah. Um, she did um, holding out, holding for, out a hero. for a hero. Right. 
And then there was also Waiting for a Girl Like You, I Dancing in the Street. I love that song. Oh, my Lord. I, 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 I didn't know that came. I didn't know I'm Waiting for a Girl. I didn't know that came from Footloose. I love that song. Yeah. No, so much great music came from Footloose. Yeah. And um, shout out to the late, great George Duke who produced Let's Hear It For The Boy. And he hated that song. Hated that song. He didn't want to do it. And he wasn't going to do it. And um, Denise Williams tells the story. And so she went over his head to his boss, who was his wife, <laughs> according to her. And she made him do it. She's like, look, just do it. Get it over with. You're going to get paid and just move on. You know, Denise, she's she's going to knock it out of the park. So George Duke did it under duress. Thought it was like he hated the song. And George Duke, for those of you who are uh, music aficionados, he's worked with everyone from... Michael Jackson, to, I mean, just the best of the best. So, and unfortunately, we lost him. Um, oh gosh, maybe about nine, ten years ago. But anyway, so yeah, he and that's always how these these songs are sometimes serendipitous. Like they didn't want to do the song, hate the song. Like Tina Turner couldn't stand "What's Love Got to Do with It," and what what is she mainly known for? One of her biggest hits. So yeah, um, girl, almost paradise. With um, and I always get them. Is it Ann Wilson from Heart? I always get the sisters mixed up, but um. The, the lead singer for Heart and a guy from um uh y'all don't get mad with my cat just he just just escaped me I love that song no no that's not in here is it that that's in Top Gun Almost Paradise or is that in this this movie? it's in this movie okay I'm getting it confused all right it, it, no it, it Almost Paradise is in this movie Footloose yeah yeah okay I thought so I don't know why my brain cramps um but there's a song similar in in but you know so when was Top Top Gun was not too far from this either, huh? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah it was it was 80s, but it maybe just a little bit later. Okay, yeah, because um, that was an excellent soundtrack. And Kenny Loggins, that's why I'm thinking of Top Gun. That's why Kenny Loggins, right. Danger Zone. Kenny was hot in the, like, late 70s, 80s. Girl, he could do no wrong. That man ain't never got to write another freaking song, does he? I agree with you, Moya. Love, Boy. love, love. Kenny Loggins. Well, we are up against it. Check out Footloose. Um, uh, uh, it's it's on YouTube, but you have to um, buy or rent it. You, you can look at it on Amazon with the subscription, and I think on Max or something like that. But um, so yeah, Georgia, I I'm not. Oh, girl. Okay, wait, y'all. Just bear with us one more second. Huh. You know, I, I I totally forgot they did the remake. Do you know anything about the remake? Uh, uh, yeah, I do know a little bit about okay, it. I think what? it was made in like maybe 2011. Yeah, yeah, you're and right. Had, had Julianne Hoff and I just love her dancing and I like her very much. But I heard that the movie, most people think it was a dud. Some people liked it better, but most people thought, no, 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 you couldn't capture the same kind of magic right. with, with this original one. Right. Yeah, they, yeah it flopped. And and so that was a time, girl. Well, we ain't gonna get up on Hollywood because they, uh, you know, it is what it is. But um, but they were doing all those remakes. Remember around that same time they redid Nightmare on Elm Street, and that was a total dud. And I'm like, so when are you gonna stop? When are you gonna stop just ruining our our memories <laughs> of all these great movies and get an original thought in your head because we is you cannot cap that's that's when and shout out to ultimate fashion history step back in the 70 um 60s 70s 80s and 90s 
Silver Screen Oasis, Cinema Cafe, all these great groups. Um, we always mention them and so many more. But when we were on last time with Tom and Norman, you cannot capture the same zeitgeist. There's only one Kevin Bacon and John Lithgow and... I wonder how the audience was it. I wonder was it as preposterous like you can't dance. I don't know anything about. It. Did they keep the same storyline? Do you know? I don't know if they did. Okay, yeah, because um, I mean, that was so idiotic. Anyway, um, Georgia, what else? I'm gonna give the last word before we get out of here. Well, Moya, the only way I know how to close out this podcast is just picture me right now with. Glitter falling from the sky on me. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had the picture up that the the prom, and let's dance, everybody dance, everybody dance. I don't want to get copyright struck, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it was a fun. I, I, Georgia was touch and go for me because I kept sitting there in my twenty twenty three mind. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with dancing? I'm like, you know, and but then like then I found out like I said it was real, a real this really happened, but um. It was Footloose, guys. For those who are also Footloose, Footloose virgins, it is deeper than it looks. Shockingly. Shockingly. Yes. Deeper yes. than it looks. More than meets the eye. It's a borrow phrase from the Transformers. Well, guys, we're going to get out of here. We enjoyed our special edition of How Better Davis Saved My Life, Life Lessons from Classic Hollywood. I'm Moya. And I'm Georgia. And we look forward to seeing you next time. I will, before we get out, so whilst Georgia's on her vacay, I will, we're going to still do our um, lives, but it's going to be more focused on, I have a ton of later the parties that I need to get to. So, and, you know, I, I can't I can't do anything without my girl. Um, Norman Tom said it might come back and do some of them, some because uh, we have a long list of How Better David Saved My Life movies. So we might have some special guests come in and sit in for Georgia. So make sure you do not miss us every, not every Saturday. Uh, maybe I, I, I'll have the, the schedule up and I sh should have it in front of me right now, but this kind of Sunday kind of threw me off. But it's Saturdays at 1 p.m. Not every Saturday, 1 p.m. at Central Standard Time. Let me look at the calendar real quick, guys, to let you know the next time we will be live. So the next time that we will actually be live. So y'all going to get, uh, y'all going to have a special because on the 16th, so next Saturday, you're going to have a back-to-back -back live. So, yes, on the 16th, we will be live again. It'll be a late to the party. I promise you, you know, we have a lot of fun when I do those segments. So uh, 1 p.m., Central Standard Time next Saturday the 16th we will go live again and and, and we'll um we're waiting for Georgia to come back with bated breath. So guys, thank you again for hanging out with us and don't forget that the audio podcast will be um will probably be uh uploaded on the 23rd um of this month. And uh, if my dates are wrong, I apologize cuz I'm trying to I'm looking at the calendar but I'm trying to, you know, get it off the top of my head as well. Thank you guys so much, and Shaka, you are more than welcome to take us on out of here, girl. Oh,